Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas. Welcome everyone to Soul Spark Radio. I'm your co-pilot for the next few minutes. My name is Gray Robinson and with me is my lovely bride, Linda Jean Greco. Hi everyone. Welcome, welcome. I hope everyone's doing well. Had a great weekend. You've got your paper and pencil handy because we've got a lot of information for you tonight. With us tonight is a relationship expert. He lives in Toronto, Canada, and his name is Elliot Katz. Hello, Elliot. Hi, Gray and Linda. Great to be here. One reason we've asked Elliot to be on our show is he wrote an amazing book called Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And Elliot does counseling and helps relationships primarily by working on the men, go figure. Um, and some of the uh, comments and uh, reviews of his book, which has been translated into 24 different languages, um, really indicate that Elliot knows what he's talking about. So if you, our listeners, have a man that needs some help, please tell them to listen to this show. Um, Elliot? Uh, wanted to ease into this gently. Uh, how did you decide to write a book about men? Well, like a lot of books of this type, it really reflects my own journey. I was married, then I got divorced. And like a lot of people, at first I blamed the other person. Then I asked myself, what do I have to learn from all this? I don't want to go through this again. So I set out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship. So the first thing I did was I started listening and talking to other men. The more I listened, the more I realized 
we're all confused. We're all really not sure. We're doing all these things that we think we're supposed to do, but we're not. It's not working. Then I started reading books. I read a mountain of books on relationships, and they really didn't answer my questions about what it means to be a man in a relationship with a woman. Then I turned to the timeless wisdom, wisdom that's been written over the centuries by men giving advice to other men about, you know, about relationships and marriage, and I was blown away. Because what I learned coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show leadership, they don't make decisions, they don't take responsibility. There seems to be this giant disconnect between all the things that men have heard that women want and what women really want. So I decided to write a book about it, and it's interesting, you know, you said, you know, that I coach men because most divorces, I'm sure you know, 70% of the divorces are initiated by the women. And, and a lot of these men think that, uh, you know, this guy, I'm a good husband, I'm a good father. Why, do, why does my wife want to divorce me? Because they're really just not aware of what they're doing. And they think a lot, they think what they're doing that should be helping their relationship is actually hurting it. But I decided to put all the things I learned together in a book. And the interesting thing is, you know, at first I was writing the book for myself and my friends that needed it. Then, you know, I thought, oh, it's just us. Then I kind of thought, well, it's just kind of North American. But as you mentioned, the book's been translated to 24 languages around the world. So it really had a strong message to me that this is something that men need to learn, that it doesn't come naturally to most men. You really need to learn wisdom and insights that traditionally fathers taught younger men about being a man. That this generation has missed it. So... That was the goal with the book, to change the men of the world. Fantastic. Um, let me uh, ask you, what do you find are the most common misconceptions that men have about how to treat a woman? Well, that's a good question. So, you know, one of the things I tell men is that they have to show leadership. And so many men, it's, it's, it's amazing, they'll say, oh, no, that's not what women want. And they think they're being the nicest guys, they're showing they're non-controlling. And I've heard, like, smart guys will say, oh, you know, the home is a woman's domain. I let her run the home. I come home. For, you know, do it. she tells me what to do, and I do it. And they, and, they, and they can't understand why their wives are so frustrated with it, because a woman wants a man who, who's a leader, you know, and men will think, oh, but I don't want to be controlling. And, and actually, the, the, the greatest part is when I speak to groups, and the men will turn to the woman near them and say, he's not right. And the woman will say, yes, this is what we want. Listen to him. So a leader. A leader is not someone who's controlling. The woman doesn't want a controlling tyrant. Nobody does. But she does want a man that she has to tell everything to do because she feels like he is a child and she is his mother. She resents that. She wants a man who's aware of what's going on in their home. Doesn't wait to be told. Who steps forward, sees a problem, takes action, and takes charge and solves it. Shows initiative. You know, like women will say, yeah, I want a man who takes charge. Takes charge. That's, that's the word that so many men, they think, well, you know, I'll just let her do everything. I'll let her make all the decisions. What, what could she be so unhappy about? Because she doesn't feel she has a man. She really wants a man shows leadership and makes decisions and takes responsibility. <laughs> oh, you're, you see, you're laughing, Linda, because it's the truth, right? <laughs> yeah, and I actually, you know, because I, I get to I get to kind of be the fly on the wall almost on this particular show, Elliot, but I would love for you to give some 
examples. I think where we get stuck in in our relationships is we don't even realize we're not doing the things that we shouldn't be told to do or you know what I'm saying? So I'd love if you could give our listeners some examples of you know, some personal examples or some from your clients or whomever or examples that you have from your book. Um, scenarios that that might look like, you know, like the guy should be doing X and the woman shouldn't have to be telling him to do that. And also say a little bit more about this thing about a man really being the leader, but not controlling, because I personally think that's a really fine line. Uh, For me, it always depends on how the person says it, their delivery and their language. Uh, you know, there's been times when Greg, when we were newly married, might say something to me and it would make my head cock a little bit like, what did he just say to me? <laughs> Where now, you know, a number of years down down the road, he can say the exact same thing and and I hear it completely differently, even though it's the exact same words, right? So why don't you share a little bit about those two arenas? Um, yeah. Okay, so... Okay, so showing leadership really starts right from the beginning. I can tell you, I, I couldn't count the number of single women who would tell me that a man asks her out to, to go for just for a cup of coffee, and, and then he, he doesn't want to choose a place to go. He wants her to choose where to go. And, and then when they finally get to a place, he won't even choose a table to sit at. And I say to these guys, you know, if you can't even make a decision and, and show leadership about choosing a place to go for a cup of coffee, how the woman's that's a big strike against you because she's going to wonder we can't do that how is it going to solve problems challenges that come up in every marriage and family it's, there's always challenges and you can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee so be a man with a plan you know you don't have, you know if you ask her to go to a fish restaurant and she has an anaphylactic reaction to the smell of fish she'll tell you but if you go in for a cup of coffee don't say where would you like to go what time should I pick up it's it's a big turnoff so when you're going on a date, be a man with a plan. Think about what you would both like to do and, and say, and it's not imposing it on her, just say, I thought we'd go here because I think you would enjoy it. A woman really likes that. It shows you know what you want to make a woman feel special. And when you make that effort, it makes her feel special. And then, so that's even, in, so like I'm saying, it starts in dating. And then in marriage, you know, you know, I always hear women say, I have to tell them to take out the garbage, you know? And I always wonder, like, why is it such an issue? Because she doesn't want to have to tell you what to do. So be aware, like you've taken on certain household chores, be aware what need, needs to be done. But don't, don't, you see, I already see a problem. You see a problem, like something needs to be fixed. Just say, I'll well, handle it. <laughs> and, and if you know that, you have children, let's say your son is having a problem in school, or, or something like that, just say, you know, I'm going to do some research on this and I'll find a solution for it. Just saying, Instead of just expecting her to solve everything. It's, it's really important. She doesn't want to feel that she has to tell you what to do. She doesn't want to feel, you know, there was a survey a few years ago. Part of the of women felt that they were married single parents. They were married, but they were a single parent because they were doing everything with the children. And they didn't have anyone take charge to show initiative and say, I see this problem. I'm going to handle it. It's so important. And then just think, well, nice, non-controlling guy and letting her make all the decisions. You know, she should be happy, right? But she wants wants to show leadership. And so, you're talking about the difference between leadership and controlling. They're really, you know, really opposite. 
controlling person. It's very insecure. He's only thinking about himself. And uh, he, he's not really concerned about anybody else. A leader is thinking about the greater good of his family. He wants to do what's best for his family, for his children. And it's often not what's best for himself. It usually, it usually isn't. It's usually taking on additional burden, responsibility. You know, that this is, it's a big difference. Right. Uh, can we, we've gotten a message from the producer that when you, you need to uh, talk directly at the microphone. Okay. It's kind of fading in and out. I know our listeners want to really hear everything you have to say, and it's, okay. and so it's just you may be leaning back in your chair or whatever, but just try to stay as close to the microphone as you can. Yeah, I will. Okay. Oh, that's much better. Thank you, Elliot. Hey, um, go okay. ahead. Okay. Did you have something to say about? Yeah, I just want to answer our listeners' question after you're done. I think there's a uh, uh, misconception or a difference of opinion about what it means to be a strong man because i think for men that kind of means um you know kind of like a lumberjack uh somebody who uh chops the wood all day and and uh, goes and practices chopin concertos at night but the the problem most men have is that they think strong means bullying. And they think that, you know, it's, it's their way or the highway. And so it's, uh, you know, and I, I know a lot of people we, we talk to and try to help or sometimes are really turned off by that kind of Cro-Magnon behavior. So how, how does a man be strong and, and not be a, a buffoon? Right, right. So that, it's a common thing that when people think strong, it means physically strong or domineering. It's not those things at all. It's actually the opposite. A strong man is someone who has self-discipline, who, uh, and one of the quotes in the book says, a strong person is someone who can c- control his passions. You know, someone who, who is like in control of himself and not you know, who uses his mind and doesn't just follow his emotions, doesn't get, controls his anger and, and realizes, you know, your job is to be a leader. And that means you know, there'll be difficult situations and you've got to ha- have the exercise that self-control. And that's that's the strength. Someone who goes off the deep end, who gets angry and violent, they're not strong. They're weak. They, they, they can't, you know, someone who blows up at a situation, what they're really saying is they don't know how, how to handle the situation calmly. A strong person, you know, controls himself, thinks thinks before he acts, and, and thinks about what's best, you know, what's best for the greater good of his family and his relationship. That's being strong. Wow, Elliot, you know, I love I love what you were just saying. So really, it's counterintuitive. I, I think that when we hear strong man, we're thinking more like Gray said, right? Kind of big, you know, we get our arms all pumped up and all of that. But a strong man is really a softer man, a man who listens, a man who asks questions, right? So it's that's really what you're presenting here that I think is so valuable because we've got a skewed view on what it does mean to be a strong man. Um, listen, Elliot, we have our, I don't know if we told you this, but our, our listeners, we have a chat room, and so they've been asking some questions, and I'd love to jump in, as we always do, and answer some of their questions tonight. So, let's see. 
the first one I wanted to to uh, to jump on. Somebody said, I'm assuming I'm assuming it was a woman <laughs> who said, uh, "Why do men always want us to come up with the plans?" And I I want to I want to say something first. It's my my idea about this, and then you guys, you and Greg, can go ahead and fill in the blank. But I think that men don't want to disappoint us. So if we make the decisions, then it releases them of some of that liability, if you will, for making the wrong choice, for something they may have not heard us tell them we didn't like <laughs> in, a, in a fleeting moment between, you know, the laundry and getting the kids in the car. Um, or, or, in fact, maybe they just, um, it's, they don't want to have that rejection. Like, nobody likes to be rejected. If you make a wrong choice and your head's not in the right place, you hear somebody's declining the opportunity to the invitation that you had to do something as you made the wrong choice rather than you made a choice at all. So that was what I wanted to say. I'm going to let you guys chime in on that one. Do you have something to say, you guys? I think you're right. I, I, I think men avoid making decisions because they, if they, think, they fear if they make the wrong decisions, they'll be criticized. And also, a lot of decisions, they don't really matter to the uh, man. Like, you know, if a wife calls her husband at work, this is a common situation. What do you want for supper, chicken or fish? And he says, you know, whatever. It really doesn't matter to him. Like, whatever you want will be fine. But he doesn't understand. She, she really wants him to make the decision. And, and, and what you're saying about men being afraid of being criticized, it's real, you're, you're right on. It's like they think, I'm playing it safe. Let her make the decision. Then she can't blame me. But you know what? You still get blamed. You're still responsible. That's what I tell men. You know, if, if, if she makes the wrong decision, she'll say, well, why did you let me make that decision? If you knew it was wrong, <laughs> you're still held responsible. You know, that, that's the thing. You know, men, will, men will blame their wives for making mistakes. You know, I let her make that decision. It was wrong. They blame her. And they can't understand why nobody has any sympathy for them. Because... You knew it was wrong. You should have stepped forward and not let it happen. You can't. You can't. You can't avoid responsibility. You're still responsible. You're held responsible. So you better step forward and say, "Well, okay, that's a good decision," or "I think this is the better decision." You can't. You can't avoid responsibility. Well, I, I could see it from my viewpoint that when the when when the woman asks. Uh, you know, what do you want or what decision do you want to make? And you, you tell them and they say no. But then they don't give you any guidance. Well, you know, just saying no is more frustrating for a man than just saying you make up your mind. I'm, I'm tired of guessing for what you want. So it, it, I think that it just depends on uh, obviously what kind of environment you were raised in, but uh, I, I can see a lot of men get very frustrated when they're asked what this, you know, do you want the red tie or the blue tie? And you say red and the answer is no. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it's almost like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Well, I mean, you know, that's an interesting uh, situation because what I've heard is how you know, a man will take, want to take his wife out and she'll say, he'll say, do you want to go to this restaurant? No. you want to go to that restaurant? No. Where do you want to go? I don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. So what's the answer? The answer is 
we're going to rest this restaurant and just go there because she wants you to decide. You know, I've discussed this with women. And, and even before I finish the story, they say she wants you to decide. She, she doesn't want you to ask her. She wants you to show leadership and make a decision and just say, I'm taking you to this restaurant because I think you, we're going to really enjoy it there and just go there. Great point. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you think that's true? Well, I think that the what I you've just enlightened me on is that that what they're really saying is you make the decision. Right. I never took it that way. I was always I I just get tired of guessing. And right. See, we're trying to please them yeah. when we really need to lead, be to lead, not to please. Right. And, and on, I'm listening to Gray, I'm, and I'm looking in the annals of our relationship and wondering if I have a tendency to do that. Um, we'll discuss that after the show. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's a matter, though, of women taking responsibility, too, and say, you know, honey, would you make the decision tonight because I'm fresh out of bandwidth? to to make any more decisions i love that we're going out you pick the place i want chinese i don't care which restaurant chinese restaurant it is right so if we if the woman takes responsibility too because a partner is certainly uh, a partnership is certainly not a one-way street so i know your book it seems to be skewed a bit towards men but i would hope a lot of women read it as well um and a partnership is equal so we can't just always throw stuff in your lap and we would, I would always, I would hope that you wouldn't shirk your responsibilities as my partner also and have me make all the decisions because it's easier. Exactly. There's men who, who want to be controlling and domineering. That's not healthy. But there's some men who just want the women to make all the decisions and can't understand why his wife is so frustrated with him. That's it. You know, if, if you're saying whatever you want, you decide. Whatever the question is, you know, just say whatever you want, you decide. Like women are frustrated with that. You know, there's there's times you could say, well, you know, absolutely do it the wife's way. But if you're always just automatically just say whatever you want, you decide. Oh, just doing whatever she tells you. It's very frustrating for a woman, and that's what men today don't seem to understand. They're so afraid being accused. They've gone to the other extreme and just say, here, I'll just do whatever she tells me to do. And she should be happy, but she's not. Yeah. Well, what, uh, you know, when people, uh, I assume that most people who get to this kind of stage aren't really communicating very well anyway, because they probably have not expressed their wants and desires and expectations about what to do in their relationship. So, um, you know, it, it would be a lot easier if people would just sit down and have a conversation about every detail of the decision-making process as a couple. In other words, uh, you don't have to ask what kind of laundry detergent to buy. Uh, I've always taken the position that if, if I'm asked to go get groceries and they don't like the groceries, well, they should have given me a list. But the and not get upset about it. But I think that a lot of men get just as frustrated at women 
because when they're asked to use their discretion and then they get rejected for using their discretion. And it, it, you kind of get it, two people in the, the opposite corners of the ring and neither one of them wants to make a decision because they're afraid they're going to be wrong. Right, right. I think, I think the, you know, the answer is, you know, what, what if, if you make a decision and you've made the best decision that you think, you, you know, you, the decision that you made is the best thing that you think, then that's what you have to say. I made the best decision I can. You know what? When I go shopping at the supermarket, I can't get over. You see men shopping, and they have their cell phones out. They're calling their wives, <laughs> and they have a certain thing, you know, a can of something, and they say, well, is this what you want? Is I just say, you know, I just feel like telling them, you know, you're an intelligent guy. Make a decision. Like, just say, what? you know, take a look at the cans. Think of what the best one, is, you know, that you need, you're supposed to get and buy it. Like, they keep calling your wife on your cell phone. I just think it's it's getting too much. It's like micromanaging. Like you can make a decision, and I think and the other thing is, you know, talking about communication. But what I talk about in the book, and and a lot of men have had this situation, is they don't really like men and women communicate in different languages. So when a, when a woman says to a man, you know, oh, you don't do enough at home, and he thinks, well, what are you talking? But I do this, I do that, but she doesn't come right out and say you don't show leadership. It's, yes, you you know you may be doing all this, but it's not enough because she doesn't want to have to tell you what to do. And women just don't seem to be able to express it in a way that men understand. Like they really want a man to take the lead. And and so if she says, "Well, you're not doing enough at home," and I, he's saying, "Well, like I do all I spend hours a day doing this and that," it's so that she wants she doesn't want to have to tell you what to do. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She wants you to take the lead. I've seen it so many times, and actually... One thing that I've had with the book is that with the book, women can actually say, yeah, this is what I'm, this is what I've been trying to tell you. So the book is written in language that men can understand because you know, I wrote it. I'm a man. And, and it's a way to say what, what women say to men. This is what I, I want you to do. This is what I've been trying to tell you. And, and I'm a, one woman said to me, you know, first her husband read the book and then she read it. And she said to him, you're not doing what this book says. <laughs> anyway, so, now there's more. Uh, there's more understanding because I, I don't, you know what? Women just don't express it in a way that men under men understand it. That's that, you know, talking about communication. That that's that's a key thing. But you have men have to, you know, I'm trying to understand what a woman's saying. Which, you know, it's very common. Women will say you're not doing enough at home, and he says he doesn't understand. But this is what she means. Yeah. Hey, listen, Elliot. We got we have a couple more things here that our listeners wrote in on, and um, I would I would love to share my little tips and hints here. I'm not sure what's in your book, and I do I did write down the title for people, and it, they can get your book on Amazon, right? Right, and, and Amazon it, and Kobo and iBooks. Uh, great. It, it's also in bookstores. And okay. Later. Go ahead. Got comments? Go ahead. Ask you, is it, it? Can they also get it as an audio book, Elliot? No. Or 
No, it's not. Uh, it's not an audio book. That's a future project. Okay. Okay. So thanks everybody. Did you hear that, Elliot? I'll, I'll write Elliot's uh, name again and the book name on the in the chat room for you, so you can go get the book. Um, I one of the women. I, I'm assuming it's a woman again. Um, you know, she was upset that her husband doesn't answer about what he wants for dinner. Um, I, I I'm going to give you my little tip and hint here thing. I essentially in my head plan out the whole week's worth of dinner in my head. And the gray is so wonderful. I love my husband. He will go grocery shopping. And I give him a grocery shopping list on via text, right? So he's got the phone there. And if I have a specific brand of something that I want or if I need six of something, um, it, it's all in there. So I, I ask him ahead of time at the beginning of the week, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want that? Um, and some of those things he's going to cook, right? If it's steak, I'm not cooking the steak. I, 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 I plead the fifth as far as barbecue goes. That's the guy's domain. I'm leaving it there. Um, so rather than having it be a daily irritation, what do you want for dinner? We already kind of know for the week what's available to eat. And if he has a preference, I may ask him that. Hey, do you care if we have, you know, uh, whatever tonight pork chops tonight or would you want something do you want enchiladas so that has really helped me as a little a little trick tips and hints with regards to the the kind of monotony that comes with preparing all of the meals for your husband and your family it really does get to be a, a, a drag after a while when it seems like it's just you in there and then people criticizing from the outside about what you cooked or how you cooked it so anyway, that's my, my tips and hints on there. Um, oh, now, and somebody said, oh, great, now we're going to make you guys hungry. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't burn any chicken for you tonight, you guys, so we're good. Um, let's see, what other questions we got going on here? Uh, well, no, but Linda, I think, I think the point is that you, know, you, you actually, you know, present them with a list of meals and he says, yes, I like this. This is great. You know, do this or that. But instead, but the person who wrote in said you know, she, her husband doesn't respond when he, when he asked when she asked what do you want for supper that that's the thing you know she asks you for a decision make the decision you're wondering why she called me at work with such a simple decision because she wants you to make the decision so make it it's not that hard if it's not so if an easy decision just make it tell her what you want well conversely one listener says uh, I get so mad that my man doesn't seem to know me well enough to know what I would like. I think that's the uh, rub that men get hung on because if, like you said, it, you know, they do the best they can and it makes a woman upset because he, he ought to know that stuff. And so it's kind of like, uh, again, it's, it's a, you know, to me, it all boils down to lack of communication. And it's because they're not talking to each other. It's not really decision making. It's not communicating. And so it's like I, I could see where um, uh, men just don't want to bother with all of these uh, decisions when they have to make all the decisions in every other aspect of their life. But 
I can also see the, the woman's side. But what do you do if you've got two income families where, you know, both people are really focused on their careers and they, they're having these kinds of problems? Okay, well, just getting back to the situation you're describing before, you know, if, if she feels he, sh he should know more of what, what she would prefer, then he should. I mean, part of leadership is knowing if you're going to say to a woman, I think we should go here because I think we would both enjoy it, then you have to know like what her tastes are. If, you know, if you're saying, let's go see this movie, and it's the kind of movie that she hates, well, that, that's not, you, you didn't show that you, leadership in the sense of you knowing you know, what she, What would make her happy? You know, you want to make her feel special that you're taking her out. So take the time to think about what would she like to do? What would you both like to do? So in terms of, you know, two incomes, you know, it's an interesting question. Like people often say, well, you know, what, what you know, or even what if the woman makes more money than the man? Does, does she have more power in the home? And, 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 you know, I think it's a myth, this idea that money, uh, the one that makes the money has the power because I know a lot of men have, make a lot of money and have no power in their home at all. So I think even where both people are earning good incomes, I think the woman's, you know, I've had women say this to me, I may be a boss at work, but when I'm with a man, I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take charge. You know, she still wants a man to be the man of the home and be a leader and take charge and show initiative and not, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want him to be, you know, one of her staff that she tells what to do all day. She wants him to be the man, and and uh, even if she makes more money than him, she still wants him to be the man. Well, uh, in today's society and the blurring of genders, and um, would it be fair to say that whichever gender it is that takes the male role and the other one takes the, I'd say, more subservient role, that you could switch this. I mean, I, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, uh, gay and lesbian couples. What do they do? You know what? I I don't I don't really know. I that's uh, that's sort of out of my uh, area. But I think, you know, when, if a man is like takes a subservient role to a woman, she's pretty frustrated with him. It's really what we were talking about at the beginning. If a man just says whatever you want, I'll just do whatever you want. Just tell me. You know, she she's gets pretty frustrated with that because she really wants a man who's who's strong, who shows initiative, who shows leadership, and she doesn't want to have to tell a man what to do. I mean, you know, women today are very strong; they're they're successful, so they they want a man who's equally strong or stronger. They don't want a man who's just going to like, oh yeah, just tell me what you want, I'll do whatever you want. It's it's a big turn off. So and. You know, we've done, I want to go step back a minute into what Gray said about it's a matter of communication. We've done a number of shows that are archived over on iHeartRadio. You can just type in SoulSpark Radio on questions to ask one another before you ever commit to one another. They're really important questions. And then there's other questions that you have the opportunity to ask once you've been with someone for a while. And those questions are the prime time to really express yourself, whether you're the male or the female, in that relationship um, about the things that are really important for you, for your partner to remember about your wants and your desires. 
for me, I don't expect to tell somebody, anybody, something once and they'll remember it. I don't know a whole lot of people who are great like that. But um, I think if something is really, really important to you, it is your responsibility to not begrudgingly remind someone. But if you know that they're going to struggle a little bit on it rather, rather than let them flounder, you know, be straight up and tell them. You know, here's what I'd really like for Christmas or whatever, you know, whatever your thing is. You know, I'd really like you to be the one to uh, take Jimmy to the softball games. I want to stay home and read for, you know, for two hours. Can, you, can, we do, can we work that out? So I don't think there's anything wrong with that level of communication. And I love what you're saying, Elliot, about the man generating... Uh, ideas and things uh, that he'll be responsible for and things that they're going to do as a couple together uh, without her having to tell him every time about that. Okay, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It, it's really, you know, like so many men today, they become so passive and thinking I'm, I'm this nice guy. Like I just go along with everything. And uh, it, well, it's, it's frustrating for women. It, it's really... Because so many men today, they think they're, they're being such nice guys, and it, it's very frustrating for women. I'll tell you a story. I was once on this uh, radio phone-in show, and the host was a man who was sort of didn't really believe what I was telling him. <laughs> so he said, okay, we're only going to have women call in and see if they agree with you or they agree with me, and we'll keep score. And he says, you ready to defend yourself? So he thought, you know, all these women would call in, and they'd be yelling at me and calling me a chauvinist. <laughs> and, and, and we had time for five women to call, and each one said, I am so fed up with my husband. He won't show any leadership. You know, one, another woman said, well, you know, in my family, the men take charge. I don't know what you're talking about. And, like, each one was saying, I want a man who shows, makes decisions, who takes charge. Not a controlling tyrant. Of course not. Anyway, so it was sort of a shutout. <laughs> sort of five to zero at the end. But, like, 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 a lot of men, really, they have to learn to grasp this. Like, they're not just there to be... You know, subservient to their wives to just do whatever they want. It's really, it's not being a man, and it's not being the kind of man a woman wants. Do you have you found that the roles have changed any over the last 25, 30 years? Well, you know, a lot of the messages we hear have changed. I, we we hear so many things, but really, what you know, what I realize, and especially with like the book being translated to twenty four languages. That really human nature is the same. You know, I, re I read insights that were written, you know, hundreds of years ago or even a thousand years ago, and it was like so fresh, so relevant today. It's like, wow, I, I just like, wow, this is exactly the situation that I was trying to deal with today, and it was written a thousand years ago. So I really don't think human nature has changed. What's changed is what, what we, all these messages we're hearing, you know, develop your feminine side, and we hear all this stuff about toxic masculinity. And all these very negative messages that really left men confused. We have a lot of men today that, uh, you know, did not grow up with male role, you know, with a healthy male role model. They had no fathers. I mean, you hear this all the time, men saying, I, I, I really lost, like, I, I didn't have a father to, to guide me, to, to set boundaries for me. It, it, you know, traditionally, a father was a role model to a son. Like, this is how what it means to be a man. This is how a man treats a wife. This is how a man relates to other men. And that's what's been lost. And like it, all of this stuff today is really about masculine confusion. Men are just unsure of what it means to be a man. And and like I, 
I've come to realize that in most cases, men need to learn how to be a man. You know, they they need a, a father or other male role model or, or reading, you know, things that have been written by other men. Learn what it means to be a man. I don't think a woman needs that. I think being a woman comes naturally to a woman. I, I don't really know, but that's my feeling. But for men, they really need to be to learn it. And, and without... Uh, and and that's what's really been lost today. And that's what I just really discovered with the book. I, it's called Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. It's, it's a wisdom that's been taught for, for, for generations, and it's just been lost today. And like as a result, we have you know there's seventy you know seventy percent of divorces are initiated by the woman. So what's with all these men? Like I meet a lot of divorced men. They're, they're nice people. They're good people. They couldn't understand why their wives didn't appreciate them because they really weren't taught what what men need to be taught. And like. It's been lost because so many men grow up without fathers, and you know you watch television. And men are portrayed as buffoons that are incapable. You go, they go to school. Most of the teachers are women. You know all these things. It's like it's where is a man going to learn how to be a man in a relationship with a woman? Well, there are lots of certainly social commentary about the problems we have in our society today, it is because of the disappearing. Uh, father figures and that many uh, you know you can research ethnic uh, cultural and, and other problems that you know and everybody points to the fact that you know the failure of fathers and you know so I certainly hear you loud and clear when you when you're saying that but I, I'm just wondering how do, how it's, you know let's uh, hypothetically, there's a single mother listening to this show. Uh, how? What would you tell her? Well, give your son this book. I thought, Elliot, maybe there's a need for you to write, you know, another book on how to how how to raise, you know, the man uh, that women, a strong man that women want. You know, how, to, how do you raise that boy to be that? There are a lot of single mothers, and sometimes there are fathers in the picture who didn't have good fathers themselves. So they don't have any frame of reference as to, you know, not give that 10-year-old that beer, sip of beer. <laughs> I think. But anyway, yeah, there might be an opportunity there for you. Well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I just think, you know, women, what, you know, single mothers can do the best they can teaching uh, a son. I mean, they, I mean, I'm sure they're doing the best they can. But you know, a, a father uh, shows a boy how to be a man. Uh, a mother can teach him, talk to him about it. But uh, a man can show him by example and be a role model. And you know, it, you know, daughters also need fathers. I mean, I have two daughters, and it really makes me, you know, part of my responsibility is to be an example of the kind of man I want them to choose. So I've got to treat them the way I want a man to treat them, and it, it makes me, you know, check what I'm doing. I can't just do whatever I want. I've got to think I am, you know, they're watching me, and so I've got to be the kind of man, uh, you know, that I would like them to choose. And same like, uh, you know, if you have a son, then you've got to be the kind of man that you want your son to be. It's a challenge for a father. That's, that's part, you know, being a father and a husband is not easy. No, it's a challenge. It's a burden. It's, it's it's easier just to say let your wife do everything, but we have to take on our responsibilities, and uh, you know work on ourselves to be an example, of our children of 
what it means to be a man. Well, I can certainly see how you know the genera generational curses can keep repeating and keep cycling because if you've got a father who's indecisive and it's not a leader and the mother takes on that role, what's the son going to learn? And He's going to marry the same kind of woman. Yeah. And, as, you know, I, that's psychologists could have a field day with that. Um, the, uh, you know, other, you know, I, I know that um, there are lots of men who need your advice and need to read your book. How would they get in touch with you if they wanted to uh, get your help? Okay, through my website, which is uh, www.elliotcats.com. And Elliot is spelled E-L-L-I-O-T-T. Katz is K-A-T-Z.com. Or through my Facebook page, which is uh, named after the book, Bing. Uh, you know, talk to anybody. Uh, email with anybody. Um, if they get the book, I'd be happy to hear their comments and what their thoughts are on it. Um, definitely, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to change the world one man at a time. And I, and I, and I, you know, we, the book's in 24 countries and it's, it's very rewarding to get emails from people that say this book has made a difference in our marriage. What is the most surprising language you've had your book translated into? Oh, you know, it's, you know, it's been so many languages, you know, like, Chinese and, and Japanese. We, you know, in Japan, I thought every man has a has a geisha, but they that's published by a big publisher there, and then you know, like a lot of the Eastern European countries, like Russia, Poland, Romania. You think you know it's that old traditional <laughs> strong man. You think it's still there? Oh, and in Brazil, Brazil, it's published by a big publisher, and it's done very well there. And you think Brazil, you know, that's where the whole image of uh, machismo originated. <laughs> you know that Latin there. You know, so it, it really was an education to realize, you know, this is normal. Like men need to learn this stuff, and you know, it, it's it's kind of been lost to this generation. So th this is the timeless wisdom. I gathered it up. All this stuff that, like, when I read it, it kind of blew me away. So yeah, wow, wow, this is, I should have known this, and and I put it all together. And it's very rewarding to get comments like, you know, this book has made a difference in our marriage, or. You know, or one, one woman said, if my husband had understood these crucial truths, our marriage would not have disintegrated. It, it's making a difference. And, one, you know, the divorced man said, if I had read this book two years ago, I'd still be married. It's, uh, you, know, it, it, you know what, if, if you're having challenges in your relationship, get the book. It's a lot cheaper than divorce lawyers. Hey, <laughs> careful. Than divorce lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh you know, it's uh, try it. You'll see. It'll make a difference. And I, I'm definitely going to get a copy. I, um, I don't think I'm an indecisive person by nature, but I, I have to uh, confess, I did call my wife Linda about what kind of butter to buy uh, <laughs> at the at the grocery store, and, and I'm, I'm glad he did. <laughs> because that way she didn't have to return the butter. Because I would have. <laughs> uh, but the uh, one last question here, I, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but there's a one listener asks, is, are there any uh, are there other countries where the men are better than in the U.S.? 
you know what? It, it's it's human nature. I, I think all over the world, like this is what men are. This is how men were created. They have to learn how to be men. And uh, really, I it, it's this is you know this is part of natural growing. Men have to learn that and, and when they get married, they've got to start taking on responsibility. You got to be a leader to their family. It's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. It's hard work. I mean, to be a, a husband and a father, it's a burden. It's a lot of responsibility. But, you know, we grow from it, and that's what well, we have to do it if, if we want to have a, a successful, happy family. That's really, you know, it, you know, some men will say, oh, you know, I work so hard at my job. Can my wife do this? Well, just save some energy from your job because you work hard at your job because you want to have a nice life for your family. So you got to also be a leader at home because you want a nice life for your family. Right. Is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners while we while we're winding down here? Well, I think the main thing is to realize, and especially among men, you know, men just, you know, that's a, that's the irony. <laughs> I thought men would be easy to, uh, you know, to say read the book and do it, but they, but the men really have to realize that women really want this. They want a man who's a leader. They want a man who makes decisions. They want a man who takes responsibility and doesn't blame his wife when things go wrong. They really want that. And do it. You'll see it'll, it'll be a difference. Well, I know that I, I hear a lot from millennials that um, all the, you know, the, they, they are extremely frustrated because of this problem. Um, and it's just, I think, because culturally we don't uh, train boys to become men. And so exactly. we're trying so hard to make sure that, you know, they're whatever, they're politically correct, that it's, it's kind of like we're stripping them of their masculinity in some respects. That's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what's happening in this world. So I just want to repeat, if they want to get the book, it's on Amazon, both as a paperback and an e-book. Uh, and it's also on Kobo and iBooks. And it's also in stores. And if you go into a store and they're sold out, just ask them for it. They'll get it to you. Just get the title. It's Being the Strong Man and Woman Wants Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. All right. Well, Elliot, we've really enjoyed having you on the show. Uh, we're going to have to wind it up here. And we always end our show with our favorite motto, and that is to find the one, you have to be the one. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Elliot. Okay, thank you very much. Good night. You can always give what you want.